How are you doing, Vanilla Bear? You had a fun weekend, didn't you? I did, man. I got to go uh, check out the near concert series. So that was a good yeah, time. What the hell is that? The first and second game. So, you know, my near automata that I always tell you about. And then the near replicant game that came before it. It's a combo of both of those, all their sure. music and stuff. Uh, so all the singers came back. Uh, the actual guy was there, which I was surprised by. Um, yeah, that produces the games basically and is god of that world. Interesting. He's basically like Kojima for near or yeah. the guy that does Final Fantasy 14. So like he's beloved celebrity when it comes to those JRPG type things. Sure. Um, it was really good. It was solid. Uh, unlike some of the ones I've seen with Steve, it kind of told the story and wove story elements throughout that were new. So the previous orchestral concerts were different. So if there were new fans, he respected your time. It was very nice. Nice. Good touch. Not that I went to the first one, but you know, whatever. I mean, For those that did. It seems like they are on a complete world tour right now. Yeah, there I think there's three places here. It's like Dallas, Chicago, and LA. And that then a bunch of other places. Wild. That's yeah. wild to me. Imagine Dude, I'm telling you, there ain't no merch line like, like a nerd merch line. You can't oh, beat it. It's I'm just telling, impossible. You gotta get here's the deal. You can't find your seat first. You have to hit the merch yeah. line first. Oh yeah, we were in line for an hour and fifteen minutes, and it was worth it. <laughs> did you did you miss anything? No, we got everything we wanted. Oh man, thank God. Yeah, it was great. Um, because a lot of times, whenever you have a line like that, they sell out of like the good stuff quick. Yeah, by the dude, by the time we got to the front, there was like four zigzag lines that filled the entire place, and it was like a convention center area. It was huge. I'm like. You poor people shouldn't bother. It's over. And you, didn't, <laughs> and you didn't miss any of the concert, did you? No, we were good. And wow. By like 730 and started at eight. So, yeah, it was great. Good time. Man, good for yeah. you guys. Good for you guys. Yeah, it was I, a great show. I just worked. All but we also saw, you know, what we're talking about today. It was a great weekend. We had a good time. You saw it in a, in a Chicago theater. Yeah, there's apparently nothing to do when we were there because we've done most of the things. So we were like, let's just. Yeah, that's a normal <laughs> stop for you guys, kind of, isn't it? Chicago, eh, every like, few years we like normal, but like yeah, we find a reason every few years to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're no longer a tourist after one or two times in Chicago, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's or, yeah, or Pittsburgh, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You go so. there, you do the things that you like to do. You don't go there because you want to hang out. You went there for yeah. a reason, right? Yeah. And you I finished the body problem. I'll go deep dish. Where'd you eat? We did not do that. We went to Gibson Steak and Fish because when I went there younger, I was a broke AF, just got out of college boy. So we had to split a burger, my friend and I. Um, <laughs> but it's it was the best burger I've ever had in my life. So it's this time I went and got burger. a steak. What? It's a split burger. It's dude, it's so good. It was amazing. So <laughs> incredible. I'll never forget it. Uh, but it's the place that the, the league shoots. It's why we it's why we went there to be. Oh able. yeah, I remember uh, you telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. So we went to a different one that was closer to the hotel. But I just wanted a Gibson's steak and fish, actual steak. I wanted to get the get the experience, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I love the waiters at those places too because they're all so professional. They're trained so well. Yeah, the best. Your boy could not be a waiter at one of those spots. You know what I mean? You could be. You'd be fine. Nah, dog. I would. 
you know how much I swear in front of customers? You don't have to though. You, yes, you, you could do. stop it. Yes, you do. If, if you <laughs> yeah, want, okay, all right. If you want, um, if you want the a real personalized Mundo waiting experience, you're gonna get sworn at. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that and I finished three body problem. Uh, um, I have my thoughts about how this show could go. Interesting. We'll talk in about middle. that another time. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Separate. After or maybe I won't watch the show. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> like my cup of tea but we'll see yeah i was saying about starting that uh austin butler tv show but i don't think i can stand him doing a elvis impersonation for eight episodes or however long it is you know about euphoria i thought the elvis one was a movie no he has a show on apple now where it's like him being like a fighter pilot oh yeah he's still doing the elvis voice why you lost, bro. You lost the race. Okay. Yeah. You were not the best biopic. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, it was so. It's so wild. It's so. Funny. Like he took, you know, getting into character to just changing your entire lifestyle. It feels so. That's weird. Like it feels like he is living a real version of like the Twilight Zone, right? Like yeah. Somebody, oh God, what did I, where did I hear this from? Because I don't want to, because I don't want age bomber guy after me saying that I plagiarized anything, but I forget where I heard it, but somebody said that it would be great if the next Exorcist movie was exercising Elvis from Austin Butler. <laughs> you know what? They'll make another scary movie at some point one day, right? And it's yeah. going to be like, him in the movie to make fun of himself and he takes a shit and like Elvis's soul comes out of him and he oh just God. flushes it away. Yeah, he's like eating <laughs> as a joke butter and banana sandwich while on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, just hey everybody, thank movie. you for listening. As always, over there is the vanilla bear. If you don't know, you should know this is your chocolate bear moon. This is the Forest Film Club where we just love feeding on on the, the salmon of cinema, don't we, vanilla bear? Absolutely, man. Um, it was a good weekend. A lot we, of good stuff going listen, on. Anybody who's been listening a while knows that we have our boys. Mm-hmm. Right? And sometimes our boys don't line up. I have a lot more boys than Patrick has boys. For instance, sure. Wes Anderson. He's my boy. Yeah. Yep. Right? Tarantino. Absolute boy status. Yeah. But there is a shared, there's at least one or two shared boys between us because we're talking about one today, aren't we? Oh, buddy. Uh, I mean, I texted you right out of there. And once we got back to the hotel we were at, I'm like, Hollywood needs to thank this person for existing. Although it doesn't mean it's great all the time. There's always flaws, but it's always special. And that's the important part. I love it. It's great. We are, of course, talking about Matthew Vaughn, who three years is a while between a Vaughn between Vaughn movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We got used to him there for a pretty steady diet. Well, I I just mean because they're so like there's something special about them. There's something unique about them that this is what I mean whenever I say like a, a genre filmmaker 
making a movie in their genre that they're comfortable with, right? And we have slowly but assuredly have seen this trajectory of of Matthew Vaughn's career sliding right into the the spy film, which... You know, up until him, like, sure, you have have James Bond movies, but James Bond is a character, right? Yeah. Different directors come in and they do their version of a James Bond story. And there's this expectations is, behind Bond, right? Well, of how and, he will be. And, and this is what I'm saying, dog, is yeah. now we have enough of these things that we have expectations for a Vaughn spy film. Right, the the our tour of the spy film, not the character that the spy film is based around, but the creator of the world itself. This is like Ian Fleming, who created Bond. If he created another super famous spy, and you know, kind of kept it hush hush, I thought pretty well. I mean, I it, it wasn't until after. I I looked up the Wikipedia after I watched the movie that I saw that they announced way back in October that it was a shared universe. I did not know that. So I went in, I'm like, how are they going to connect this? How did you figure it out that they were connected? For me, it was just... Was it the half-credit scene? Not really. That was more the confirmation, but um, I think it was just, he had these people in it that were in all of his other stuff like that's so weird every single one of them in well, some to me small that character. would signify that it, it's a different universe because i don't know man like alternate spy reality is all i'm saying well no I, i'm gonna go about it this way yeah so people have because fans of things are freaks right i'm just gonna throw it out if you're a fan of anything you're a freak oh um, it works we love you we love you. <laughs> We're a freak for sure. But people have a real problem with like MCU movies referencing other movies that the actors portraying the characters in the movies were in. Right? It's it's sure. really weird. So for instance, I'll hit you with an example. Mm-hmm. Uh in the MCU, Star Wars exists, right? Sure. They reference it. They talk about Star Wars movies. They know that Palpatine's there. Right. There are characters in those MCU movies that play or actors, I should say, in those MCU movies that play characters in Star Wars movies. And for some reason, people think that that's a real big problem to have a character in a movie look like an actor in that movie's universe somehow. Right. Right. Which I don't really understand the problem there because people look similar and I would say that's the same thing here. A lot of people would see Sam Jackson in this movie and say, well, there's no way that two different men can look similar. So Sam Jackson in this movie is a problem because Richmond Valentine exists in the Kingsman movie and they're both played sure. by Samuel L. Jackson. Right, right, sure. I, I get that for sure. Uh, but listen, if you're going to do that, majority of his movies don't make any sense. If that's, right. But that's a little reductionist to me. Just saying. No, I'm saying in like the uh, the believability you have to put put aside sometimes of these scenes uh, that sure. are happening. That's what I'm saying in that sense. Like, there's a lot of these movies that would right. never happen. 
I mean, <laughs> all of it, first of all. Yeah, like pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um, but the way he houses all of it, it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty well, great. my whole thing is like, there are people that look similar anyways, like in the real world anyways. Like, yeah. what do they think celebrity impersonators do? <laughs> or why they're hired, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, <laughs> and on top of that, people get, oh, God, it's just such, it's just, like, the lamest reason to hate on something. <clears throat> at, least, so, at least, in my opinion. You know, especially whenever you have yeah. somebody like Vaughn, who is clearly taking the time to construct an entire world around us. Oh, sure. No, yeah, and they, they do reference things, and it's, it kind of brings you back when stuff gets a little crazy in the movies sometimes. Sure. Uh, but for me, and I said this after The King's Man, even though that wasn't my favorite of what he's done, it had its spots where I really liked it and it had its spots where it didn't work at all for me. His ability to create weapons and find clever uses for things in his movies are like... Is just it, next level is it unmatched it's so dude it's next level man it's so good <laughs> like it's and really... it always falls back to something you knew already it's not a made-up thing out of nowhere it's something that yeah. you've known about the whole movie and then all of a sudden bam it's useful and 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 it's it's done in a way that like first of all there's always an incredible needle drop right the music always. slaps in his movies yeah he somehow always finds the perfect song that not only matches the like feeling that you should feel watching but also juxtaposes perfectly with the images that you're seeing well so that's what's interesting steve didn't like it for the music he didn't think sure. the music always matched right and that's listen that's very subjective but I think I've learned to just go on the ride with Matthew Vaughn. And I I get what he I just go with what he's shooting for. <laughs> I think that this movie is could be easily torn down at a critical level. Yeah, sure. I think this movie could easily like in, in a way that in the same way that like the Kingsman can. Yeah. Right. They're, they this movie and the Kingsman both are riddled with real head scratching moments i think but come the end of it you're ready for another one <laughs> you're yeah, ready you don't care anymore for, <laughs> yeah come the mid credit scene yeah you're like let's go let's see this argyle in action i i think that one of the you know we're just so anyone knows spoilers anytime we talk about movies so if you haven't seen it go watch it then come back and listen but i think that one of the the better twists in the movie is the final one in the reveal that there is a real argyle yeah <laughs> i thought that was so weirdly brilliant yeah it's <laughs> like he in this particular i know he's had he's done stuff like this right it's normally plot based sure um uh, in this particular case 
he took a lot of leeway with the characters themselves and that yeah, was absolutely. really fun uh you know we all know the the valentine church scene in the first kings and all that fun stuff right uh but i think that's what he went for in the king's man and it didn't quite hit the same as it did for me in this one I think the Kingsman has a lot of problems with its like messaging, with its like them- yeah. like thematically, it sure. has issues. But I think that the overall, you know, a tagline of this movie that is repeated a million times. If you didn't hear it, you know, the the greater the spy, the bigger the lie, really serves this movie well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Comparatively to 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 everything, and it was something that I kept on thinking about through the movie as you know reveals or red herrings happen right yeah for instance whenever she's listening into uh uh aiden who we later find out is is the real wyatt but aiden on the phone and Mm -hmm. he's saying that ellie conway needs a bullet in her head immediately i mean i didn't think that it was gonna i didn't i I was pretty sure that we were gonna we were leading to her being argyle there was a few things that have happened already at that point that i was like okay i i uh, okay if she is argyle i see the direction that they could go with it uh but whenever he says that i'm like there's another meaning there this is a huge point of the bigger the lie either a she is somebody she is brainwashed into thinking that she's Ellie or B he is saying this to get on the good of somebody else so he could continue his mission like I never at one point thought that he was actually going to turn on her and I think that's good character writing yeah and, and part of that for me was even up to the reveal enough happened alternatively that you couldn't be a hundred percent sure Right. It was still a sense of mystery behind it yeah. when it was brought up. So really well done there. Uh, but not surprised that that's how it worked out. No. What were some of uh, your your arms. big hints that that she was the real Argyle? Honestly, it was the fact that not that she had written the books initially, but when he presses her on that bench, she really quickly comes up with what happened so like real fast <laughs> that bench scene yeah has a lot in it right? oh yeah yep has a lot in it um first of all this is the moment that i realized we were in the kingsman universe because they are sipping on a nice cold glass of statesman oh god <laughs> <laughs> i was like i know that i was yeah. like we're here we're in it also, yeah. also, while they're on that bench, uh, I don't know if you if you caught this, um, and I'm not even sure if I'm correct here. Okay. But another huge idea that I had about her being the real Argyle is is right here on this bench. Brian Cranston's in his in in, in the the headquarters, right? Command and he's center. saying that a fr- <laughs> a fan of hers is live streaming her while she's at in London, right? And then it right. cuts to the fan who is recording Ellie Conway, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's Debose. 
that's that that's, a teenage girl. that's the partner that got shot. That, that was a be- teenage girl, wasn't it? No, no, I dude. swear there was a teenage girl. No, dude, it was it was it was it was her. I'm telling you. I, uh, I'm gonna have to rewatch. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, that was her. A we'll rewatch. Thousand percent, that was her. Dude, okay. dude. All right, I'm I'm gonna believe you. It's fine. I it's something he would do, so that would not surprise me at all. Bro, I wouldn't. I, I would. I would recognize this girl's face anywhere. <laughs> I would Fair recognize enough. it Fair anywhere. Enough. I liked her in this more than I liked her in ISS. I'll tell you that. Is <laughs> <laughs> at least somebody? Because she barely talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, she really got it together and in a good way too i thought yeah. that i really enjoyed the uh intercutting between real life her brain version and the bad guys i'll tell you this i was a little concerned when the movie started because at the beginning i was like oh that was super jumpy i don't know well, if this is the whole entire movie i don't know if i could do it and it, it settled up a little bit i think For i think at first part? it tried to make a point when when she's first talking to um, Sam Rockwell, mm-hmm. Wyatt, and um, she starts to like see his face in the sentences, and it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's really jarring at first. Which is the point you feel like she does, right? So it does yeah. a good job of giving you the feeling you're getting. Um, I was just concerned that'd be the whole movie, and it, they did a good job of tastefully putting it in where it was vital. Well, it was interesting because, you know, it, it supposed I think it's supposed to initially lead her into the like shock that the spy world is real. And then it doubly slowly turns her into realizing that she is him. Right. right I think right. that I mean, that's the other big dead giveaway here. Right. Is that sure. they she's talking to her, herself in the mirror there, literally talking to herself in the mirror. Uh, and there's a lot of shots that I found really interesting in this where like if a character was lying on the ground, the camera would go to their perspective of what's happening in the scene. And that happened a lot with those types of mo- moments, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it, we know this guy knows how to shoot a movie. That's no surprise at this point. He's yeah, let's talk about him a little bit. Matthew yeah. Vaughn has had quite the the career starting in 2004 with his debut picture, a a a comedy crime film. Um actually speaking of spies, starring Daniel Craig. You ever see Layer Cake? No, I have not. Uh neither have I. Have you seen Stardust? Yeah, yeah, that's terrific movie. Classic. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, Stardust based off of uh, Neil Gaiman's hit novel, one of his uh, early like real big hits that that would solidify him on uh, as a mainstay on the New York Times. But Matthew Vaughn really really gets a, a, a position in the mainstay of Hollywood directors with 2010's Kick-Ass. I've never seen the second one, but man, that was awesome. <laughs> you don't need to see the second. I'm just going to okay. say that. Uh, second one was real weird. And oh, man, let's not talk about the second. One. OK, uh, but we see <laughs> we kind of see the start of 
this whole like spy enterprise with Kickass, though I think. Sure. Yeah. With a character that starts dressing up as a as a superhero to actually try to stop like car breaks it break-ins, but realizes that there's a real underground element of like a supervillain in New York. Yeah. That's you know, great. it's another version of somebody realizing that the world is wider and more dangerous than what they initially thought. He's real good with those story archetypes. Yeah, he he kind of follows that up, you know, in the superhero genre, at least. He did come up with the movie uh, uh, The Debt, also a thriller. You could, I guess, consider that kind of a a pseudo-spy film. Uh, But X-Men is his next big hits. Yeah. Coming in 2011 with First Class, and then 2014 with Days of Future Past. Uh, These are two of the... Days of Future Past, you kidding Oh man! First of all, all-time great superhero movie, right there. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, you know the story. You know the story. I binged movie. all those right to see that. Yeah. And, I mean, I I had just watched all the other ones. I got out of that one. I was like, holy shit! That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> truly spectacular. It's a truly spectacular. Uh, and the cast in that movie, holy god! But also, if you think about it. Patrick, isn't Days of Future Past a little spy-like? A little bit, yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it about Wolverine who has to go back in time and kind of like assess himself and sneak around to find out how we can stop Trask's plan? But now he has to like do it in his younger body because it's weird, timey wimey shit. Yeah, doesn't he get the bone claws? At one yeah, point, he has in bone that one. claws. In it's it. so good. Such <laughs> badass bone claws. I don't yeah. think a lot of I don't think a lot of like casual like movie X-Men fans knew that he had bone claws before metal claws. Yeah. It's it was it's so cool when it's revealed. <laughs> Man, that is such a oh <laughs> there's a really funny story about that. Uh, uh his first like wake up after being sent in the past he wakes up next to a, a girl and, and I guess in the script, he like gets up and he's in his underwear, but he refused to get in his underwear because he's like, well, I'm Australian and everybody knows that Australians wouldn't sleep with their clothes on next to a beautiful woman. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So honesty, love it. Great. Your character's not Australian, but I'm glad you are. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever he gets booted from the x-men series but that's all right because 2014 actually has another movie that comes out another graphic novel adaptation of his uh this is the kingsman the secret service a movie that i truly believe took hollywood by storm that nobody could have guessed what kingsman could possibly be it did it spawned an actor's entire career it truly did (laughs) oh it was it was one of those movies that had new unique twists new unique ideas for how the world could end uh, it was just so cool to see somebody reach deep, deeper than what some of them had been, had been doing for a it while. It kind of 
harkens my 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 brain palace, right? It kind of it tells me that people are wrong. That that there are creators out there that have that can take this old IP that you know it's Kingsman is no surprise if you've seen it, like a total doc on Bond films, right? Oh, so you have Matthew Bond, who's a huge fan of Bond movies, who wants to do a Bond movie himself. So he makes the Kingsman and he does something with spy movies that we've never seen before. I mean, that's factual. <laughs> it really All is. All you have to do is give them a chance. Yeah. You know, and of course you know 95 million dollars doesn't hurt no. but but i mean listen he, is. <laughs> he comes with pedigree though right it's not the first thing he's done sure so at least he's got something like an x-man on his list of i did that X remember that thing right <laughs> like two great things that now he's like okay let's take this a step above yeah you've seen what i can do with this stuff now let's really test my limits and he man and now this is the now this is the problem with 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 Kingsman, okay? Yeah. The problem with Kingsman is twofold. I guess you could say it's a double edged sword because I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but because Matthew Vaughn made Kingsman, I will see anything that Matthew Vaughn makes. <laughs> yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. We both are on that page. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> because doesn't matter. I will see anything this man puts out. Yeah. Now the bad side of that, the the tail side of that coin, is do I expect it to be Kingsman every time? I don't think I do. But nope. <laughs> none of the movies have even come close to that feeling. Sure. And I don't know. How much more we can we we can readily give him until he he can do that again until he makes us feel that way again because he's he did the Kingsman this is his third other spy movie in a row and I don't know if, if if it's his segmentation because I didn't feel it in this in the Golden Circle I didn't feel it in the Kingsman I didn't feel it here. But, like, has he been doing these too long now? Or was the or was the Kingsman so unique and so special that it kind of casts a shadow that there's no way that these other movies could reach? So I kind of fell on the other side. This one worked for me. It wasn't perfect, but I got into the same mental state as I did the first time I watched Kingsman. Because I'm glad, the story I'm glad you did. Yeah, the story That's was just great. different. It wasn't perfect, though. We'll get into the reasons why it wasn't perfect. But there are just aspects of the way he chooses to do things that hits me a little different than most action movies I watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. We just watched recently, we watched Self-Reliance. Uh, not a good movie. Yeah. Not a good outing for Jake Johnson as far as being kind of the head on that project. It was really sad for me. Um, I mean, of course, you'd know him from the Spider-Verse movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He plays the other Spider-Man, uh, one of them. So, like, and that was an action movie, right? But it didn't have any heart. At least when I watch his stuff, it feels like it has heart. And sure. I can I can live with that, right? I can live with a seven or eight 
if it has heart and you can see what they're going for, uh, doesn't make it perfect. Don't. <laughs> right, but it's but like it doesn't need to be perfect. No, but it 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 it. it it just shouldn't feel like the same thing that we've been seeing this guy do either. And that's my problem with this is that I really didn't feel a lot different from this, from the golden circle or, or the King's man. I felt like this yeah. by and large was kind of the same. This could have been Kingsman three and I would probably still feel the same way about it. There's, not a lot here. There's not a lot of there here. And there are plenty of things that I, I really enjoyed about this movie. I laughed a ton and there were moments that had me super smiling and I don't cry in movies, so I didn't cry, but I definitely think that the performances are here and, and do a very, I mean, Sam Rockwell kills it and Bryce Dallas Howard's so charming and such a breath of fresh <laughs> air as a, as a lead in a movie like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just there was something here that I just didn't feel that I think we we need to feel if he's going to make another one. Sure. Uh it's hard to it's hard for me to I'm trying to keep this separate from the Kingsman movies in my head, right? So I think that's why I looked at it a little differently when I was done done with watching it because you're right, there's all these elements right that bring it back to it. But I still wanted to give it its own world to breathe. And it did feel a little different. It, it had a, a different sense to its universe, even though it's within the same one. Uh, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I felt like but, like if, if it didn't reveal that we were literally in the same universe in this movie, I would have called bullshit because it feels so much like the Kingsman universe. Right. And I think you know, it clearly fine. was supposed to be from the start. And and even if it there wasn't the little statesman can of whatever that was, bubbly, I guess. Yeah. Um well there's the yeah, sign on the door too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. With you know, I'm, I feel like you and I are on the same level of this movie, just on opposite ends of the spectrum. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, you I just was that glad movie. that it was a little different. That's all right. I'm and it, yeah, and and I've said it before, right? I can tear down a movie critically and still admit that I had a blast while watching this. I had so much fun. This is a movie that deserves to be seen in the theater because it's so big, it's so brash, it's so like unapologetic at times. So I I wrote down a note and I finally got a chance to sit down and think through it. Something about him that I realized for me is that whatever his runtime is for a movie, 20 minutes of that is probably him just flourishing a fight scene and making it way longer than it has to be. But I'm there for every second of it <laughs> all he the time. Was... <laughs> I don't even care. I'm like, just keep it going. More fog. <laughs> Somehow there's always like two or three extra groups of grunts that come in. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he pulls it off. Where I still enjoy it, but it'll and he's kind of coined something that I'm just gonna call dance combat oh, because sure. it happens in every single one of his movies, and I'm entertained by all that Rasputin fight in the King's Man. For all the things we can say about that movie, the that fight kicks ass. Movie. Literally, the best <laughs> it kicks movie. ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, it's just fantastic. Uh, I appreciate the effort he puts into those fight scenes and making them feel cohesive, even I though they can be the effort that he puts into everything of his movie. Yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, let's talk more about this movie. But before we do that, we got some people over here because there's a lot of them this week. <laughs> there's a lot of them. A lot of Rotten Tomatoes to sort through the butt. Oh, I can't wait for these. This is a divisive movie, I think. I, I no doubt. A thousand percent. And Kingsman yeah. movies are normal after the first. The first one is pretty well universally beloved. But ever since after that, they've all been kind of. Well, the second one got kind of goofy. Kind of goofy. Yeah, it kind of jumped to that goofy it stage. It literally quickly. had a zoom in on a dude fingering a chick. Yeah, like I was hoping that that would be movie three. Kind of like a John Wick situation where like the, by the third movie, they were just invincible. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of John Wick, are we getting like Indian John Wick? Are we getting slum dog John Wick? Slum John Wick? I don't know, are we? You didn't get a preview for Monkey Man before your Argyle? Oh, that? Are you calling that a, a John Wick? I mean, it looks like a John Wick movie for sure, so I, I see where you're getting it. I'm excited well, for that. I'm just saying that it's it's Dev Patel, who's yeah. who's famously, you know, British Indian. He looks great, though, in the tra- trailer. He looks like he's got that I was, down. I, I'm actually kind of shocked that, you know, this he wrote and directed this movie. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked him. Me or something either. like that. So more. Yeah. Off, so I'm. Him. You know what? I don't give a fuck. I, that made me excited for this movie. And Jordan Peele's producing. Yeah, which is like I feel like this movie has has legs to stand on that could be really sick. Plus, that monkey mask is. Oh yeah, so good. So the good. scene when he gets in that fight ring, whatever he's in, is gonna. Oh, kick dude, ass. this movie is gonna be freaking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> on a visceral level, right? Oh yeah. I think it's going to be brutal and bloody. Dude, let's hope <laughs> that it's set in the John Wick universe so we can see Dev Patel get his head <laughs> stomped be crazy. by Jordan, <laughs> with a, with Jordan a little Jordan twist Peele. from our boy. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding, y'all. I love Dev Patel. He's one of my... He's a guy that I think... I mean, Green Knight, right? Yeah, I think he should yeah. be more famous than what he is, okay? There, I said it. He's he should be, guy. yeah. All yeah. right. If and you don't believe me, go watch Slumdog Millionaire. It was we'll his debut next performance, and it won Best Picture. <laughs> Idiots. Yep. Uh, but the people over Rotten Tomatoes have... Do you want to guess the critic score for this, Vanilla? Of oh, Rotten Tomatoes percentages, right? So Yeah, uh, uh, out of 100. Huh? 63. You got to go down, dude. Really? It's rotten. Oh, boy. Critics do not like this movie. So they don't like innovation? I think they don't like having fun. Oh, that could be a problem yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that and I I truly believe this. I truly believe yeah. <laughs> that like if a movie critic goes sees a movie and sees like a group of teenagers enjoying themselves in the movie while watching yeah. it, that they that they'll automatically think this is a bad movie and unless if this movie can turn it then there's no way that that they're going to give this a good review. I legitimately believe that. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because once again, I have problems with this movie. I have quite oh. a few, but this is a yeah. fucking fun time. Yeah, it was a great time. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, want to give it one more guess? You got to go lower. Oh, God. 47? 35. Okay. Come on. That's not right. 35. That's just not right. It's just not right. It's IMDb score is even a little, little iffy, but yeah. Is there something against it? Like, no, did I you do think something. That, see, and this is what I mean. This is what I mean by by there's a pall of Kingsman that that sets over this, right? If Kingsman yeah. didn't exist, I think that people would feel about this how they felt about Kingsman. Sure. Because I saw I saw those spots in the movie. Right. I did. You had to have. Yeah. Yeah. There are there are absolutely select moments of brilliant brilliance in this movie, but you know, fuck the movie because the whole thing isn't that. Right. Yeah. You know, because it has some downtime, because because it's you know, has this over here, that over there. You know, I guarantee you that these people hated how many twists there were in it. Oh, sure. And I'm sitting there going, give me more. Where else is there? Yeah, I was like, this is, com- <laughs> I was like this is completely Because in my head, you're about to get a movie for every book. So I'm bro, like, oh, what other twists do we have? <laughs> bro, bro, you know that whenever her mom started speaking British, your fucking jaw hit the floor. First off, Catherine O'Hara, love her. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on, Shit's Creek and um, all the other stuff too. But like, Shit's Creek alone, is fantastic. Home alone, people. Sure, I know, but Shit's Creek is like my no, thing with her. Uh, she's just a great actress, and I don't think people realize that. <laughs> they just think she can do goofy stuff. I'm like, no, yeah. she can act too. She can do things. She's really, <laughs> dude. And and am I gonna get what into twist. a fight with somebody because all the performances in this movie was great? That everyone actually brought it and like took a yeah. completely ludicrous script and actually gave good performances. I mean, dude, Brian Cranston, just give him an evil role and say go. <laughs> but for real though, like why don't <laughs> more people it. do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Sam and Rob it was Rob. different, right? It's different Sam from Rob his Walter. Was so it's... Good in this. Like he is so good. Yeah. Dude, at the beginning, he was so disheveled and so, like, covered in ugly fur, I thought he was Will Forte. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, you know, and and you see it, right? Like, those guys are having fun. Sam Rockwell was having a great time during this movie. I I think that it is important to see people, like especially in action movies like this, action comedies, that you can see the performers having fun in it. Man, when he's teaching her to step on heads, right? Oh. He looks like he's having such a good time doing the I twist. I just love how much he <laughs> loved dancing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Anyways, we're talking about things that we like about this movie. Let's talk about things that these people hated about this movie. Yes, please. Right, the the world of critics on Rotten Tomatoes is a lawless place where they say they like one thing about a movie and then hate it for that exact same reason. <laughs> oh, they're so good at contradicting; it's crazy. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right, so let's start with uh, Chris Hewitt with the Minneapolis Star Tribune, who says, "When the stakes change every five minutes in a movie." That's the same thing as there being nothing at stake. 
The stakes never changed. I don't know how he could possibly say that. The movie is pretty clear of what it wants to do, right? No, it's just a spy twist. Okay, okay keep I going. Understand. Here's what I think he's saying. Here's what I think he's saying. Okay. I think he's saying that the movie begins with them. Oh God, how do I? I'm doing this all off the top of my head. I'm trying to interpret what he's saying off the top of my head. And the words are here, but not out oh, my mouth. Well, right. Bait and switch is the word I would use for that first part. But I don't know if it's a bait and switch that he's complaining about. I okay. think that he's complaining that the movie starts off as them trying to get this like master file, right? And then becomes about her not defecting from the bad guy camp or maybe defecting or not. Who knows? I think that's actually that's a good part of the movie, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> right. So then escaping the, the boat that they're on because they got to get off the boat. <laughs> right. I but think the boat serves is... the purpose for the whole part from the beginning. Because the whole movie is about them getting this file, right? Right. I'm it's, not, yeah. I'm not misremembering from, the central conflict, am I? No, from A to B, that's the point. But I, I'm going to throw one other thing out because I think that maybe the younger generation might be bothered by that, that bait and switch. Because <laughs> they thought they were promised Dua Lipa, who. Mm. Eh, let's just say mm. okay one... and i have and i have maybe a hot take i have maybe yeah. a hot take like for me that bryce dallas howard is beautiful okay i feel like there's okay. nothing here's my hot take i feel Go. like bryce dallas howard rocked that dress better than dua lipa i mean there. she was certainly popping it. out because <laughs> here's the deal Bryce Dallas Howard ended up being an absolute smoke show in this movie, and who could have guessed that? Full agree, but I think that the younger people that know who Dua Lipa was went there for her. Oh, for sure. Right, and left there with, that's not what I was expecting. Okay, but would those younger people understand the, the, the like, going into the movie, going into the movie... Like, would they understand that Dua Lipa is in the fiction of the movie, that Dua Lipa is a character in the book? Because having seen the trailers, that's the impression I had. Right, but we're older and we analyze trailers and things. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, would yeah. they have understood that going I in? I don't think so. I really I don't. I don't think so either. That was my, that's, and because that's just a small I'm just sector, gonna be right? Real that's here. not everybody, but. I'm just going to be real here. Whenever I was a teenager, I don't think I would have understood that from seeing the trailers. Right. You know, I, my 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 radar wouldn't have been there. Yeah, and that's the stuff my chaos brain loves. When you're told one thing, and then the movie is like, nah, just kidding, we're going to keep going. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Because uh, then it's a whole new idea, right? Then in your head, you're like, oh, what happens now? She's dead. Yeah, what, what, else, could, what else could be different? Yeah. All right, so uh, what about Adam Graham, Vanilla Bear? He gave this a score of a D, writing for Detroit News. A spy tale with plenty of twists and turns, but no sense of stakes or intrigue. Argyle is a convoluted mess of a story in search of a purpose beyond its own inflated sense of style. I felt the tension in a majority of those fights. 
And there was always a story beat right before the fight, so it gave you a reason to care. Okay. I will say but... this. I will say this. Matthew Vaughn does fall into the trap of having way too many henchmen for oh, yeah. like fight <laughs> scenes to really feel like there's a real threat anywhere. However, I'll give you that. When it becomes like when it becomes about like the personal connection with the characters, for instance, for instance, when they opened that door and Brian Cranston was there with the yeah. ice bucket. Yeah. I literally didn't know what was going to happen next. I literally was so invested of like, what could possibly come of this? There's yeah. not a, and I kept on thinking, there's no way she could get out of this without, with like, there's no way she's going to get out of this. And that's how you, I don't need, like the fight scenes in an action movie are great, but I, those are the moments that I should be feeling the tension, the character moments, yeah. the moments that mean a lot because, because the story has been set up in a way that either A, I care about what's going on, or at least I'm intrigued to figure out how it's going to end. And this movie did that in spades. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm with you. I don't so, fully agree, but I get his point, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> which is how we feel about a lot of these people. Yeah. Right. And as always, we also know that they spent a lot of money to figure out how to put these words together. <laughs> yes. And finally, and finally, we have Manuel. God damn it. Why'd I pick this one? Uh, Betancourt. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Manuel Great. Betancourt of the I love that guy. C plus for this movie stating Argyle does feel more like a writerly exercise in how to pen a spy caper in the 21st century when self-deprecating irony itself needs to be offered up in quotation marks, finally straddled, finally straddling the line between an earnest laugh and a sardonic stare. This guy, how much how much you want to bet that he had to Google the word sardonic to make sure that it meant what he thought it meant. I just don't listen. Sam Rockwell in this movie was going for dad humor. Okay. <laughs> that was, that was what we were shooting for here. We were dad <laughs> joke level with the, one of the main characters. And I actually heard that complaint, not dad joke specifically, but they didn't find the joke funny some of the audience members as i was walking out um and i can see that for sure um, i get it i mean that's the that's the curse of having a comedic character in your movie right though like if you're writing if you're writing a character for to distinctly be comedic then like they're not gonna land all the time however that's not the point of their character the no. point of their character is to show the like difference and the seriousness of the situation when it becomes serious. Yeah. Right. A, a comedic character isn't there to crack jokes. They're there to stop cracking jokes whenever the jokes need to be stopped. And that's yeah. how, you know, whenever things get real. Yeah. Right. I check for that. Yeah. That happened. <laughs> then if it, and if they're funny, then that's icing on the cake. But that isn't the fault of the writing. That's the fault of of sure. 
of 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 the perception of the joke i think or it could yeah. be both i mean it's definitely both i guess now that i'm talking about it but still like that's my point is is like i feel like his character did his intended due diligence in stopping when he needed to stop and being serious when he needed to be yeah no right? i agree uh especially like the one scene he turns around he's like did you do your part what oh, are you doing so <laughs> funny i did my job you gotta do your yeah. job yeah <laughs> yeah it's you know it's, those are the kind of moments right where that comes out and you're like oh he ain't playing he just destroyed six people on his own we're good <laughs> right yeah right 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 hey real quick what do you what would you think about um i'm i see that matthew vaughn was initially going to direct man of steel 2 really any thoughts on that um based on what i enjoy of what he does although he made the x-men movie i'm fine with it i'm good it doesn't matter <laughs> I, um, yeah. i'll tell you what i'm kind of super here for a uh uh, for Matthew Vaughn Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like he'd fucking crush That'd be it. cool, dude. That would be real fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Argyle, uh, we can go through this. I mean, we've already talked about a lot of things, but let's just start at the beginning and then, you know, see if we can't yeah. breeze our way through this uh, uh, as we do. Uh, so we got Ellie Conway at the beginning of this movie, which, by the way, uh, premiered at Odeon Lux Leicester Square, uh, January 24th in the year of our Lord, 2024, then the United Kingdom on February 1st, and then the United States, the only country where movies actually matter, on February 2nd, uh, just this last weekend. So... Very recent. Your WWE World Champion still Roman Reigns. Your AEW World Champion is still Joey Samoe. And by the way, Cody Rhodes, having won the Royal Rumble, just gave up his world title shot for The Rock again at the biggest WrestleMania of all time for literally no reason. That's stupid. It's infuriating, is what it is. That's really bad storytelling. <laughs> He literally came out and was just like, I could fight you, but I'm not. <laughs> Great. So we have Ellie Con Conway, who is a spy novelist. Yo, tell me the dust jacket on them Argyle books aren't fucking stellar. Dude, they're awesome. They're yep. so good. I mean, I'm going to read it probably now. If they're real. They are real. They're not real. Yes, they are. I can buy it on Barnes and Noble. You can buy Argyle. The first it was the movie was timed with the book release. I wasn't sure if they were really releasing a book. I, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. Did uh, so the it, theory, Mundo. Now yeah. this is the time to bring up the theory. Oh, the theory. Yeah. So, and I this is coming from uh, what is it? Pop culture critics or something. I think it's called mm -hmm. pop culture critics. Pop Culture Crisis on uh, YouTube, I watch. Um, apparently, two years ago, December 13th of 2022, they, Ellie Conway created like a Facebook page of some kind or one of those social media pages. And the birth date for Ellie Conway is December 13th, which is whose birthday? Moon. No. 
Oh, if I had to guess, the big TS. Oh, T Swizzle, baby. T Swizzle <laughs> is apparently the person that wrote this novel based on hints that the same cat that she has is also in the movie. Even oh, though Matthew Vaughn, wow. right? <laughs> even though Matthew Vaughn came out and was like, no, my kids just really like Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> like, and maybe it's true. Possibly it could be. I doubt it. It's that fair. is so freaking awesome. Yeah, but the that's so, the, so the, funny. Yeah, it's it's insane, man. You just have to look up the because I remember like, whenever these, this these was, fans I, are nuts. I, I remember whenever this was was like you know coming out that mm-hmm. nobody could contact Ellie Conway or her like agent or anything that like. Um, People thought, and I think rightly, that it's just Matthew Vaughn under a pseudonym, right? Listen, here it is. About Ellie Conway. This is from penguinrandomhouse.com. From the place that makes her book. (laughs) Sure. Ellie Conway is the author of the debut thriller Argyle, the inspiration from the upcoming film in the same name. She lives somewhere in the United States. You have... (laughs) I cannot wait for you have got to read this dude. Right? Like and you and you and you got to read it and you got to read it just to tell me if this is just the movie or if this is actually a book. Well, it said book 1 in the mid credit. Right, but like is that but but the but the sticker on this is the book that inspired the movie. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Fucked up. But yeah, so interesting. It's all I just wanted to let you know. I no, saw great. that today. <laughs> great. Anyway, so she's at yeah. a thing with her five books. She goes away. Uh, two of the men that uh, are at this little presser are henchmen for the bad guys. Both yeah. the guy who's obviously a bad guy. <laughs> I know. With the beard and everything yeah. and like weird buff like t-shirt too small for him like come on yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the guy that um that asks her out on a date he's also a henchman he gets yeah. killed by by aiden later on in the movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> she has uh all it seems like all just like all great spy stories ends in huge cliffhangers every single book she has this most recent one and she's going to be writing the sixth book oh my god six books in a series can you imagine it six whole books awesome. in one series crazy and that was like one spy of the thriller that that popped me off a little weird so she sends her mom a manuscript for the next book in the series and i thought it was really weird that her mom was so gung-ho about her finishing the story at in, in this next book because i was like why there are plenty of authors and book series that go way more than six especially dude especially in that genre i mean you hit i think there's the one book series someone um that i used to have as a client at barnes and noble they would send it to some guy in jail like whatever whatever you want um (laughs) there's like 25 books in that series yeah what's his name Um, something like that it's crazy What's his name? James Patterson has yeah. a has a what the Alex Cross series or something like that. There's that. It's the yeah. I think it's like the number one. There's one. There's one series he has that's named by the number, which is yeah. really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I think like, like that was one of them. Like 
you're gonna send okay i'll get them all for you like, yeah, dude, the, <laughs> the, the, the the cross series has 31 books in it dude he just churns them out <laughs> just so it is possible he literally just lifts his leg and an alex yeah. cross novel is there right <laughs> so that was another that was a big thing that i was like okay that's really fucking weird yeah. So she decides that she's going to go visit her mom so that way they can hash out the details of this. On the train that she's taking, she meets Aiden, a gruff-looking man looks like a hobo. He sounds like Owen Wilson, and I couldn't get it out of my head for the sounds entire freaking movie. just like Owen Wilson. Like, did he do that on purpose? Yeah, probably. <laughs> he had to have, right? Probably. I loved this introduction scene between them. You got a cat? Like, okay, a- Owen Wilson. <laughs> It's a great combination, especially one of my favorite like tropes in um in, in like a action movie or 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 spy comedy, I guess, is whenever the badass spy accurately calls out exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he says yep. that a man's gonna come by. They're gonna start fighting, and right about the time that his gun lands in your lap, right? And all of that shit happens. Everything. Every single thing he tells her, she experiences. He's kicking ass. He's doing all the stuff. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you were her, would you try to run away from this man who is clearly protecting you? (laughs) I. Well, that's a good question. Um, I probably would at least once attempt it. But then after that first time, like, all right, I get it. I got it. Yeah. I'd at least give it one attempt. I got sure. a cat, you know? I got to protect the cat. So is everybody cold. on this train a bad guy or just in that car? It seemed like just in that car, but then one other car had a couple people, it seems. Because the other car, not anybody's, nobody's like really reacting. <laughs> well, so here's, this is where your henchman theory comes in, right? Where just right. like, all of a sudden, three more guys are coming through the door. And you're like, oh, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Yeah, we just have unlimited henchmen anywhere we want. It's great. Yeah. Why weren't they all in that car anyways? Listen, and I know for people that don't like that, you know, you're probably not going to like a lot of his movies. But for me, I personally enjoy it because he makes it eventful. You know, yeah. it's not just a wave of enemies in a video game for the sake of having a wave of enemies. He has some artistic idea behind it. It just doesn't always work. So sure, I think I agree with that for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, it's it's you know the guy walks up, he's like, "Hey, can I get your autograph?" And I I remember because I loved what he when he's like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, you're gonna do that, aren't you? <laughs> he's like, he's like yeah. it's unprofessional. He's yeah. like, it's pathetic, really. <laughs> Just casually insulting yeah. this guy before he kills him. Yeah. I thought for sure uh, Ellie was going to grab that pen and it would come back later on, but that never happened. I, You know what? I'm okay with them going away from that because John Wick and Jason Bourne did a similar thing. Sure. And so I, I'm okay also- with them going away from that. And what? And Kingsman also did it. Yeah, yeah. Kingsman did it too. So Specifically with a poison pen. Yeah. It's important to point out right now that at this moment, uh, we are like switching back and forth our vision of Aiden to, in her mind, what Agent Argyle looks like. Yeah. Which, I mean, 
makes sense uh, because, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Henry Cavill was an early pick for Bond whenever they were picking, whenever until they picked uh, Daniel Craig. He was one of the front. Oh, runners. what a terrible choice. Whatever. Move along. Uh, we all know yeah, how the guy I feel who about like that pick. Bond more than anybody else in the world. <laughs> we, all, we don't have time to get into Daniel Craig, okay? We don't have time. <laughs> so uh, she goes away and she passes out. She passes out a lot. And the thing that is being really, really hammered into our head right now. She passes out a lot. She does, dude. She passes out a lot in this movie. It's like her one character trait. I never really thought of it. <laughs> but doesn't it? So right. I'm sorry. Am I misremembering this movie and that no, she doesn't totally pass right. out like three yeah. times in it? Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, um, they, they get to the place and, and Aiden is telling her everything. This is... How do you feel about this reveal? This initial reveal? Oh, at the lodge thing or wherever they end up. Right. Um. So this movie in particular, it's important I say this first. He used a lot of slowed exposition moments. Right. Where it just like everything stopped and he just spilled a bunch of info at you. And he did that. He was a, that was a big sin in this movie a couple times. And there's, this is one yeah, of those. I think there's one. I think there's only one time whenever like it really works, and everything else, I was like, yeah, all of this could yeah. have been could have been done a lot more neatly. Well, my thing that what I was really hoping for was that it was almost kind of revealed in scenes like it opened with, with Henry Cavill and all of them communicating while scenes were happening. I love when you get stuff mid fights and you get little dialogues here and there mid action and uh, I, I he could do that the way he does stuff that's plausible he's that's great at giving emotion he's done it like that's how i feel like a yeah. lot of the information was given in in kingsman sure it just it was it was better written i think yeah. is the difference um i think there was some struggles with dialogue especially in this scene uh it felt really forced and you know, if I'm her, I wouldn't go with him. Yeah. Yeah, it is important. That didn't feel like the right answer. It, it is important for, for us all to, to realize and remember, I should say not realize, but remember <clears throat> that uh, this movie and uh, uh, Kingsman uh, were not written by the same person. Right. So oh, sure. any yeah. problems with the screenplay that we might have is not even though, you know, obviously can be caught by Matthew Vaughn. He did not write this screenplay. I I, I use he's still responsible. Exactly. That's, I just want to be clear. About That's that. my point. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. No, but it, it did feel it felt like a forced moment to just get all the facts out real fast. And I was like, why are you doing that? This movie has a runtime that I think could be cut down a little bit by combining certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And one of the very first ones that could have been combined is her passing out right now. She should have just woken up in an airplane. Sure. And that would have been better. Right. Then she's stuck. She can't get away from him and have a choice. 
Right. And then she's like freaking out. He calms her down, shows that he's delicate, shows that he's able to calm her down, shows that he can be trusted if she loses her mind. Yeah. Right. And from there, we should be considering like he should be telling her what's going on and showing her what's going on at her apartment somehow. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I thought it was just a weird, uh, weird setting change that wasn't necessary. Uh, so yeah that that i'm with you there that was an, op- an awkward moment i think yeah they get to london they they go to a spot where where in her books this is where she's writing yeah. that argyle is going to meet up with this uh master hacker this master keg or whatever they call him mm-hmm. they have this phone or they don't they do in the book but not in real life this is one of those really fun <laughs> scenes yeah it was such a funny moment she's like get the phone still he's like no, he's like away. tossed it <laughs> <laughs> and then you're sitting there as if you were going oh he's a bad spy okay so he's not a he's not very good at what he does then apparently see like okay. i did it i felt like hold up okay i did i did Come on. only because it made me realize that i would be a bad spy <laughs> But not in the sense that, like, he couldn't beat somebody up, right? But maybe he's not the smart spy, right? right? He's the the one that you send in if you, like, when you already know all the information that you need to know, right? Yep, you tell him what's up, you send him in. Like, that's how you Tell him who needs to be stopped. (laughs) Tell him what information needs to be retrieved. He can get it, but he is not the one to get the information. (laughs) If you gave him a map to go through... He'd lose that map the second he walked in that door. Right. He would have no idea where it went. (laughs) He probably threw it out going into the building. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, But this this comes down to something else that I really enjoy what he does. He knows how to frame a scene to make it feel grand. It's really nice Uh, when they get to London, right? And you just get that whole background of everything that's there. Uh, it really puts you in the mood of the setting he's trying to get their characters in. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's he, he imbues all of his settings with a lot of personalities. For instance, anytime we've seen uh, Brian Cranston's character at this moment, and he pops in here and there, he's always in his little office. He he has the th- these bubbles behind him. And even though you're not given any clues as to what this is or like where this he's at, immediately I'm thinking, oh, is he in a submarine? Yeah. Is, is, is he on the ocean somehow? Is he like, what the fuck is going on? But it's because like even just that little window imbues the area with so much personality. Yeah. Uh, and he's always in that area right he's always plotting and planning and he's very clearly the bad guy there's no confusing what he's doing in that creepy room he's in with clementine and, what a great character clementine was and we'll get I am there always happy whenever there's just a bad guy to be a bad guy yeah it's it's just great <laughs> yeah like i i, I sometimes I, I have no problems in that i sometimes get sick of the like of the like bad guy that has to be understood. Like I don't need yeah. that. I just need a bad has guy. Has to have a really important motive. Yeah, <laughs> he's okay. If he's just evil, he's just evil. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 
how yeah. Austin Powers got away with it, right? Doctor Evil just wanted to mess shit up. It's literally like his name. Even. That was it. <laughs> Great. No, I'm with you. It's good. Uh, so boom, 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 pow happens. They get to a an apartment building. Ellie's able to find out some things. This is, as you said, one of your bigger hints that she was somebody more than what she was saying that she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are able to find the the key inside a floorboard because for some reason my man cannot stop dancing. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, well, so this is fun. Th- these were fun little moments for me when they would actually start doing work right, and then the camera would pan away to maybe uh, a, to, at this point just Brian Cranston, but to Brian Cranston's team, and he's like. If you don't solve this problem before they do, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> uh, but one so moment for- where he's literally like heads will roll and you know that like he means that literally. Yeah. Uh, no. And yeah. And he gets a chance eventually. We haven't gotten there yet, but he gets a, vent- a chance eventually to show what he means it, which is yeah. very important for his character <laughs> yeah, yeah. to see that. Well, uh, he pops that dude like right away. You oh, know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, and that's something that I've learned over my time of really focusing more on the villains while we watch this stuff, right? I I want to talk about him at some point because I find him really interesting as a character. Uh, but a lot of the best ones, right? And I think we're in agreement, establish that they're viable from the get-go. So then anything after that, who knows? Yeah. You can die right there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Me, like, especially in a movie like this, showing your villain to be ruthless is more important than like showing their motive, kind of. Because yeah, like no. No matter right. what motive you could possibly give Brian Cranston in this movie, we're not gonna agree with him. No. Yeah, you you can make him sympathetic. No, yeah, that's not (laughs) happening. So you got to go the opposite route. You got to show that he's so despicable that he needs to be stopped somehow. Yep. You know. Yep. And at this point, too, there's there's a lot of camera tapping into, and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they have. Yeah, I mean, he is Matthew Vaughn is in full force with his uh with his like spy technology yeah they're doing like there's like this one scene where they're able to like read lips and ai point of voice to whatever they're saying based on their lip reading you're right i forgot (laughs) you're totally he's in full force with his spy techno bullshit in this movie yeah yeah and i said in the beginning i love it i love that he just gets creative yeah he's super fun it's cool yeah. it's really neat it, it eliminates so much problems right yeah it eliminates question asking right it's like, yeah all right I, I i my my belief has been suspended yep they can do that <laughs> fully at this point it's just like don't come back in the next movie you do and say that that's not possible because we know it <laughs> right. so like make sure you keep that energy going well, forward. The only company, they're the only people that had that technology. You didn't exactly. think about that, did yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You find this uh, master book, this this anarchist cookbook that they that supposedly has the coordinates for the secret. 
And they call it the Silver Bullet, which I really like the name. Yeah, I thought that was real dumb. It's a cool name. (laughs) I was good with it. (laughs) Well, it's not. (laughs) Okay, so it was more. Werewolves? (laughs) Well, no, I liked that it waited a few minutes before it gave you the reveal that it actually was a silver bullet. And then I was fully on board with how (laughs) kooky they was going to (laughs) be. I was like, oh, okay, you meant literal. Okay. Yeah, you mean that it's actually a USB and a real bullet. That's great. <laughs> um, they're able to escape, but it, it, by the way, there's like a time. I don't know how do you fucking like postulate on how to describe a fight scene. There's a fight scene, okay? It's no. awesome. Are you talking about at the little hotel where they find the about box? every time that I talk about? Yeah, this sure. Thing. Um, so I did have an issue here, story wise. Sure. And I think it's just because it jumps around a lot and maybe I didn't catch up, but she doesn't actually get the clues from the wall in that scene, which no, doesn't does- make sense to me. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> no. I mean, and you, it gets revealed later why like she thought there was clues there, but it just makes her look insane. Right. <laughs> it doesn't really help the character. I was right. Like, what? Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. he just like finds a spot in the floor well, he that starts seems dancing void. he starts like yeah his feet around and finds <laughs> a loose board and i was like oh yeah. that's just there yep so i was like why is she on the walls okay whatever man yeah. we're just gonna go with it <laughs> yeah. um though her thought could have worked out at some point it i guess could have yeah yeah if she remembered yeah yeah sure uh, they're able to get away, but later on that night, Allie is, uh, overhears Aiden talking on the phone where he says that Allie's so annoying that he could shoot her in the head. Um, she freaks out, runs away, calls her mom, gets her mom over to Europe where she meets up with them. She's like, she goes into the hotel room. Her mom's like, oh, honey, I ordered all your favorites. There's like a ham sandwich on the table. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, well, we missed. So I mentioned it already, but this is the spot where he does the, you know, how to crush a skull. Yeah. Uh, if you know anyone who's seen his movies before, that's a hint, guys. Let's get up on it. That's a hint. As fun as it seemed, there's something there to that. So it's just like how movies work. <laughs> no, I know. But... That much time. No, I know, but he does, it, it comes off so funny sometimes in his that I don't know that it always plays as like, oh, remember that one, right? That, sometimes movies are just way too serious about it. And you're like, oh yeah, that's going to be important. This is one of those moments where Bryce Dallas Howard really shined to me whenever she just couldn't step on the dude's head and she starts like crying to herself. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was so funny. Yeah. You know, good. oh man, they're just so charming together. They're just so. But they also put in that moment of there was danger, right? Because he's like, you have no idea what could have happened, and then his arm starts to raise. So yeah. it does add the tension to her character in the movie of, oh, he wasn't kidding. Oh, I, I gotta like, I finish the game, listened. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she freaks out. She calls her parents. Her parents come over. Mm-hmm. Best twist of the movie right? oh so good dude so good <laughs> you know oh man dude when she opens that door brian cranston comes in with the ice bucket that's that good plotting dude dude my heart leapt i was so excited for what was about to happen and, and now and now you're wondering so many things right what does yeah. what does her 
her mom know? Does her mom know about about it? How long has he been part of this of this collective thing? You know, she the, she thinks that he's a dentist. Has he been using dentistry as as a cover this whole time? Right? Like your mind is just like rushing with possibilities and then her mom speaks british and it's like well, so that's the thing the second you see her i'm like mm, this mom is shady now <laughs> i don't know about this mom yeah. <laughs> but i didn't think they'd reveal it immediately i thought you'd get a conversation and then later like there'd be another scene with them or something so sure. it was interesting to me that it's just brought up right away yeah. um but he salivates, right? When she's like, oh, yeah, I have the journal or the, you, you know, the key, it. the master key thing. Um, and he's like, where is it? He's huh? like, so put it? to breaking cover right there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's getting a little too excited for my liking. You know, like, Dude, I'm telling you, man, uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara really sells being her mom. You know? so, yeah, she's such a dumb mom. Like, honey, are you on drugs again? <laughs> experimenting with dry oh my god yeah. so funny she's so funny and when she starts screaming at him because he's looking at the book and not paying attention to the conversation yeah <laughs> there's just like so much real there it's like yeah. you almost know that she loves doing this role play because it's her one time that she gets to yell at him oh for sure yeah they have a good time with mean? this you know it <laughs> yeah so funny so so yeah. funny. um but he's, you know, he's over there doing a spy thing, snapping pictures with his glasses, because that's what you do. Uh, yep, Aiden comes, comes back in. to Eggsy. Yep, Aiden <laughs> right? comes in, grabs Allie, shoots the mom. They go meet Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, they do. For cool. He tells us all about grapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this conversation. I mean, this is... You know, this whole talk about about grapes burying the past, digging it up. This is the moment where I was like, okay, she's definitely yeah, Argyle, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I I don't think there was any secret there uh, because up through that point, too, like you really saw this tenderness from, um, oh gosh, what the heck am I doing? Aiden. Uh, yeah. from Aiden right all the way up to while she's driving and he's like hey you need to sleep I know you and you're like oh he must like you know that there's a thing there right they make a pretty well he pretty... keeps on saying like yeah. you know from the beginning trust me trust me I'm the only person you can trust you can always trust me trust 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 trust, 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 trust. you know yeah. um, and I you know I enjoyed his ability to refrain himself as yeah. that character for so long because that would be hard to not tell the person that you love all the things that you know about them yeah uh um, yeah. he sells that i think he does a good job yeah and um, i love their interaction whenever she comes out she's you know there's a part of her that immediately believes it and i think you can see that in bryce dallas howard's performance that immediately you're like oh that you see it what connect in her head Oh, that's why I can't come up with the next chapter. Yeah, right. I th I think that that's a He's really caught up to what she did in real life. Yes, yeah, subtle performance going on by by Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard there. But she is pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Oh yeah. And this is kind of the only, this is the moment that like the exposition kind of worked for me because it did switch in with the flashbacks and we were being shown and told what was going on. Yeah. Um, this is like, I think this movie is more what, but also I feel like I would have liked to see this movie more. This movie of like her being brainwashed slowly by the bad guys after me, you know, like um, it was kind of like this would rule. <laughs> I'm okay with that not being the central theme of what's sure, happening. No, I first of all, it is the central theme. Let's just get that out of the way. It no, is... I'm saying like more focused on within the movie, though, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I hear you though. It'd be cool to see like how they did it. Yeah, uh, just like a yeah, real neat, real neat stuff. Uh, uh, they dude, find they out... are monsters. No, oh, dude, this was so <laughs> fucked up. And hold on, and I have to say that weird computer effect is so stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to make you hypnose, get you into a hypnotic state, and believe the things they're saying. It's the just like it. a. Patrick, didn't you hear? It was like MK Ultra on steroids. <laughs> and this, I think it's the shit I love about the movies he makes. It's like, you just go with it. You're just like, it's a super powerful beam yeah, coming out of that think, computer. Right? Like, either you can go with it or you can't. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. Like, either you go with it or you can't. And if you can't, that's fine. Yeah, you're but not going to like it. I can, and I'm here to enjoy that. Yeah. Right. Sure. They find. And I also like the touch with music box because we've seen stuff like that, right? Like what it ends up being used for later. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, okay. I hated that. Yeah, I really sure. felt like that was. Yeah, I don't. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we find that this uh, uh, silver bullet is kept at this place, <laughs> the Master of Secrets, which was so funny and so stupid <laughs> which is a re hash of the opening scene R well not really no yeah yeah no 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 the opening scene already happened in in the thing right oh, sure yeah. yeah 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 this is this is where book six would have ended book seven right. begins with agent argyle going to the house of secrets yeah five and then six yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right, because yep. six would end realizing where the silver bullet is, I guess. <laughs> yep. And we meet Blade Lady. She's yeah! back. I love Blade Lady. She's not. It's like the best henchman ever in a movie for me. <laughs> Dude, I was greatest. so waiting for her to whip out the blades. I thought she might too. I mean, I knew she wouldn't because that would definitely be a different character. But I feel like she could have had blades. She, even if it just hint at like a little like glint off of under her dress or something and you never really saw it. Because yeah. I think that she's a character, if you're going to put in the same universe, I think yeah. she's a character you could have in that as like an undercover person. All right. Can we talk about how the whirly bird dance move is completely inappropriate with somebody you're not in a relationship with? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, you cannot do that. Unless you're a professional dancer and you're like, expected like to do even, that. Right, right. Yeah. And, if and you're paid also... a lot of money to be professional and do those things, right. sure, go for it. 
Yeah, because that's the choreography, and that's why you guys are here. Because you're, but like, this is beyond the pale. If you... But later, it's epic, so it's fine. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, in this situation specifically, yeah. that's just like <laughs> it's really weird, dude. Let's say this: yeah. if I went to the club and I started hitting on this girl, and we went out to dance. <laughs> And I pulled that shit on her. I'd be done. But what if she did it to you? This had you lift it all up. I'm not letting a woman <laughs> near my crotch anywhere less than the third date. <laughs> oh, so kind of you. Yeah. So yeah. gentlemanly. Men can be abused too. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you don't know, the whirly bird is. You literally holding the person's leg straight across. Yeah, like spinning them around where your face matches your their shoulders. private parts. Yes. Yeah. With it's, your head yeah. googling moogling in their gazorpazorp. Yeah. Like <laughs> their gazorp. So and then I was thinking, like, damn, they really found the perfect length dress for Dua Lipa, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. You know, like the perfect length dress for that. <laughs> that not an inch of butt cheeks stick out. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. I liked it. Uh, but yeah, she goes up. She meets the secret keeper, right? Is that what? Yeah, that Blade name? Lady. Blade Lady. Yeah. She's Blade Lady to me, but. <laughs> I, I mean, she is perpetually Blade Lady, right? Yeah. Uh, but. This was an interesting scene because this is another one of those actually tense moments of I don't know as a viewer that I can trust this character because we haven't met her yet. And she keeps secrets <laughs> like we don't, you know, she yeah, has a lot of secrets to give be holding. It's actually a great title for a character because it's immediately Mars her in mystery. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's well done. Um. They, if they, if after that, the scene is actually pretty standard. Yeah, straight which is forward. weird is for actually, me. Like that was a surprise. <laughs> this is actually where she like gains the confidence to be a spy again, right? She sees yeah. Argyle in the mirror one last time, who says, "You don't." I. This is like on par. Whenever you and I see like a training montage that doesn't make sense. Sure. Uh, I was in the middle on how they use Henry Cavill in this movie, anyway. I loved, I loved like the moments where she's not talking to herself in the mirror. Right, right. But there was a couple me. There's a moment moments that I didn't like, like. Like one of my favorite, like one of my favorite things about it is whenever she uses him to see what what Aiden is doing, but like, but the argyle in her mind is like so suave all the time, right? Like he starts making out with the two girls that he's fighting, yeah. and then. Yeah. He, he gets thrown oh, into she's in a the chair closet. and he weeps yeah. at her in midair. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's the stuff that I was like, that's that good Henry Cavill shit. Shit like this, I was like, yeah. And I guess what they're trying to say is that, like, it took her being in such a stressful situation to, to get that side of her back. Yeah. But I don't think it reads that way on screen. Sure. No, I, I I agree. This is um this is just one of those scenes that ended up kind of being underwhelming to me. 
I thought they could have done so much more with her. Well, especially whenever they got Sophia Botea there, who's just like so amazing in everything she is, you know. Yeah. One of like literally one of the only good parts of Rebel Moon is watching her be a badass. Yeah. You know? Wonderful. But anyway, she gets the she gets the thing. She sees something. Once again, this felt like kind of a useless twist to me. Um, and not the twist itself, but the way that they like showed it, um, because I have a real big problem with the payoff being so close to the reveal or the question, I should say. So like what part or I was I was already see? like my head was still on her giving away their location. So 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 she gets the she gets the thumb drive, right? Well, first of all, I don't think she gave away the location. They found it on their own. Oh yeah, I, I thought that they, they hinted that they gave it away. Like if they wouldn't have gotten there so quickly. They found. I thought they there. hinted though. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Maybe on a second watch. Maybe. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, the actual file. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so she's looking at the file, and she's looking. It's showing us the camera perspective from behind the the computer, mm-hmm. and it just cuts away. Like her jaws on the floor. Runs to Aiden, and I think the movie wants you to think that she saw Aiden as an agent for the for the collective, right? But I was immediately like, "Oh, she's clearly supposed. She clearly was working for them." Yeah, and, I think so. And yeah. for that to be used as a big reveal three minutes after the setup, I felt was really lazy. That should have been something that Brian Cranston uses against her at the end. Right? That's exactly what I was going to say. When she's about to change teams or maybe go against him and is like, I know what you did. Right. Right. No, he doesn't have to say it because we already know what it is. And then it like flashbacks for her. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, so it's revealed. Whatever. Um. It's revealed also that she killed the hacker guy, which, by the way, is this the biggest plot hole in this movie? The hacker guy? That the whole apartment that they were in blew up? (laughs) It definitely did do that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that those are the lines that we were seeing on the walls, on on the brick. Anyways, like, I get that. Sure. But that also implies that the brick wasn't destroyed by that huge explosion. That's fair. I did not even like that. I turn I turn all of my reality off when I see these movies and I need help sometimes to catch these things that happen. You're sure. right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I just don't know. This was like a, I was I had a real problem with it with this reveal of of I have no problem with her being a bad guy. I have no problem with her killing the dude. I have a problem with them showing that this apartment exploded and there's nothing that happened because of it. Well, there's certain things, right? That there's certain ways that you can make a movie or write a script where a quick reveal makes sense. But it depends on what that is. This a, a spy thriller. That's not the right genre to just go like, oh, here's this weird thing that might be happening. Here's the answer right uh, away. Yeah. Like, no, give me the tension. Yeah. Like I want the tension. Let, let me lead me on, lead me to believe something false. That isn't true to show 
how shocking the reality is, right? Right. What if, like, what if instead she's looking at the computer and maybe it cuts to just the arm in the scene shooting the kit? Right. Right. And then you, it's the same idea of, oh, who's Agent Argyle? Well, who's the one that shot this kid? Right. Maybe uh, Argyle was a bad. If you really wanted to show that it, that's a way. Fucking awesome. If, like, at the beginning of the movie, Aiden is like, actually, Argyle's the bad guy here. Yeah. You know, like, that would have been yeah. a great series, especially then the twist that he is Argyle. Man, that would have been so good. Yeah. You know, anyways. That's not what we, we yeah. don't have that. Instead, <laughs> no. they'll pass out again. <laughs> they do. They do do that, don't they? keeps doing it oh my god it's so you know, the guy looks at her smiles and says rape the drug <laughs> you know yeah she you're right she was uh, a bit of a mess there wasn't she yeah wakes up uh she this is whenever uh she's talking to Catherine o'hara i think is whenever she starts really sitting into her fakeness of being the the um agent kyle that the bad guys think that she is this is whenever she starts really selling that she's back as as this ruthless woman femme fatale right yeah yeah uh gets back there uh aiden is all locked up he is being beaten uh and she goes in there talks him for a little bit grabs a gun shoots him in the chest uh, walks over, grabs a necklace, comes back, starts trying to figure out where Samuel L. Jackson's thing is. While she's doing that, Aiden is recovering because we find out about something called a vascular window. You know that Matthew, I'm assuming this is a real thing because it would be really, unless he made this up entirely, but you know he read this somewhere and was like, yes, we're doing that. <laughs> That was an instant put into a scene. Uh, but honestly, I was almost real annoyed with it because I'm like, there's no way this dude survived whatever that just happened there, right? They like they didn't let him have a vest on anymore. Well, whatever they whatever they did that, whatever they did that, I'm telling you, dude, that had to be her in London because that's all I could think about. All I could think about was she's alive and i know she's alive because i saw her right and she said a fan sent it in like i was like really yeah. trying to, to connect the dots here the, the reveal that she really was alive i gotta tell you patrick was one of the most fulfilling moments in my movie going experience because i was able to piece <laughs> it together through the hints that the movie was already giving me and i realized it before the movie told me sure I'm happy with it. You can't take oh, yeah. that away from me, and I won't let. No, you. no, I'm good with it because I really actually like. I like the um, the care that that character from her past forced on the two because yeah. they both knew her. Yeah, uh, so that was nice. Like they had another motivation besides just what they were doing. And from what I I'm seeing, I just googled it. It seemed you know obviously unlikely. But true, sure, yeah, um, you know, and 
wild. And we're already I, this far so in the movie. Even if it this isn't, is it serves the movie well. Like this is yeah. the same universe, people, that Colin Firth got popped in the eye by Samuel L. Jackson and then came back the next movie because the United States had had surprise medical goo. Yeah. And I mean, was it Nicole Kidman that was taking humans and turning them into meat? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, dude. I love doing that movie. I, I, I mean, well, let's get it right. The craziest thing for me is the John Alton mid-air. Oh! Pick. Come on. <laughs> so good. So good. Classic. Uh, anyways, big fight happens, right? They're on the this boat. Big fight happens. Uh, notable scenes hallway with smoke grenades and then of course um, ice skating on fucking oil dude I this whole thing this was my this like peak. you're talking this about this was the moment how Matthew Vaughn elevates action to a level that is unmatched by other directors well this the beginning of the fight, you literally watch them fall in love while they're killing all these people. Yeah. Well, they fall back in love, I guess. They refall right. in love. Uh, but that's all happening while they're doing a choreographed dance. Oh. Shooting guns. This was so like, Matthew Vaughn. <laughs> so good. This was so Matthew Vaughn. And like, this is what I mean. Because this perfectly blended, once again, the goons, the henchmen, whatever. You don't feel threatened by them. But the emotional payoff that you feel now, the moment that she says, do you want to dance? Yeah. Is just so good. It's it's amazing. Uh, And then, you know, they get into the other room. Uh, She smartly shoots all the pipes so that the oil goes on the floor. So yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. attack them, right? So character intelligence like that. Oh my god, dude. The first moment where the bad guy steps out of the oil and just fucking eats it, I fucking died. Yeah, I thought good. I don't know why, but like there was something about him trying to walk across in dress shoes that had yeah. me rolling, dude. Yep. So this this reveal is tops to me of the knife boot. Or the knife shoes in the King's Man and the first King's Man. Uh, like how they serve different purposes in different times, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you could plausibly ice skate on oil. I'd be interested to know how this that a, works. Dude, this is a scene that you know, no critic who spent $50,000 or more on a degree, no critic could self righteously say that they enjoyed this scene. No, they would not be allowed because it makes they would zero not, sense. They would not be able to. They, no matter how big the smile on their face was or how entertained they were by it, they cannot and will not admit to liking this scene. She just grabs a couple knives, pops them on her boots, and is like, I'm going to go do a figure skating act and kill all these peeps. And Fuck I it. thought, yeah, and I thought, right, it gets to a point where you're like, oh, She's almost got them all. Cool. This is going to be simple. And then she just like arches her back all the way and just slashes like 10 of them, five on each side. And I'm like this. Oh my God. Such a great show. And if you, and if you thought that was enough, 
if you did, you're wrong. There's more. He starts doing that little fucking figure skating spin thing with the fucking Tommy gun or whatever. That, yes, she does do that. Uh, And then to kill the final, like, head grunt, because Carlo, right? Carlo? Carlos. um, He's, like, the head grunt. He's our blade lady in this movie. Yeah. And she pushes off, does a really awesome, awesome, like, spin move. And then turns around and throws the knife right into his chest. Wow! Oh, it's like the dude knows how to do what he's doing. Yeah, I'm so it's happy the, for it. This is when he shines. Moments like this, moments that like in your wildest like weed mushroom trip. Yeah, you could never think of. Figure skating on oil while massacring dozens of men. Nope. <laughs> unless, unless if you were Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, In which case, you probably think about that daily. <laughs> and I'm just excited to see what he does in the next thing. Like what new ridiculous, like normal thing you'd own becomes well, you a remember killing how weapon. I- talked about the pope's exorcist about how like the whole time i was like yeah this is fucking weird i don't really care about it but then like the movie became more and more ridiculous that by the end of it i was like i need more of these movies i am so excited for the pope's exorcist cinematic universe it also has a nice moment too where you can see she fully trusts him yes where she's like okay was i actually a good ice skater or was that a lie well, also, because she doesn't thought, know. Not just that, not just that, but she also leaves Alfie in his care. Something that yeah. I know she would not have done at the beginning of the movie. No. Nope. You know? Yep. So they get away. Uh, Alfie claws out Brad Cranston's eyes in a hilarious scene. Another hilarious scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get up to the roof where they're going to finish sending this. Uh, uh, stuff to Samuel L. Jackson. That's kind of been the crux of this whole thing is sending the info from the carrier to Samuel L. Jackson. However, Catherine O'Hara comes up and this is my least favorite part of this movie. Yeah. Okay. Comes up with this music box, shouts out some sleeper agent code, which causes uh, Ellie Bryce Ellis Howard, who we know is now the real agent Argyle because that's the, her name, right? Her name is Rachel Kyle, so that's R Guile. Which, what do you think of that twist? What the name itself? Yeah, the name. That it was just her name. Short. I'm good with it. That's fine. Loved that's it. a standard. Thought yeah. it was actually thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it's a standard. <laughs> uh, so here, fun, right? Like that's that's just fun. Yeah. Uh, so the first time happens. around, I'm okay with this, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the second time when she tries to like restart the music boxes when I get upset. You're right. You're right. Because, because it'll tell you why it didn't work for me because Aiden realizes it and for no reason at all stops trying to stop it. Right. Just go destroy the thing. Dude, you know how big of an area a ship is? <laughs> You know how big of an area it is? Run away. Yeah. 
run away. Go down south. Take a hitch right. Fucking slide. Jump. Boom. You're there. Hit her. It's done. Yeah. Like it, it just felt like that. That one felt like it was elongated for unnecessary reasons. Yeah. Uh, you could have had this whole thing. You could have because because we the audience already know that it's the that it's clearly the music box, right? Sure. So why does Aiden have to realize it? Yeah. You no, know, I, I hear you there. Yeah. Why he, does he have to realize it? Who cares? He should know that immediately. He's the one that says that she was MK Ultra. That he's the one that says that she was brainwashed. Yeah. He would know the tactics they did. He was spying on them brainwashing her. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, I hear you. Like there, these are the flaws we're talking about, right? The things yeah. that are unnecessary, and things to me, elongate. People, I could go on about a, a, a probably about a dozen other parts of this movie that that I could do this with, but I can't because I had a good time because I had fun because none of them right. really. This is the this is really the only moment of the movie that like lost me like with my enjoyment. Sure. Right. However, yeah. however, it did confirm my theory that my gal was still alive. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. Comes in, bashes her with the with the thing. Yeah. Pipe or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's not... So here's so what's you <laughs> I was like, did she get a job on the ship and not the spy agency? <laughs> no, she she got there somehow, and we just don't know how she got there, but it happened. Yeah, I was like, wait a second, that's she weird. picked up the scent and got there. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, but... not all questions need answers, is what I'm saying. No, in a spy movie, it's plausible. For a spy movie like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. With, as we were saying earlier, with James Bond, there's like an aura of like more verisimilitude, right? More realistic capabilities of things. Sure. We we know what this is. <laughs> we know what this is. It's fine. It, yeah, we're good. Um yeah, it just kind of ruins a bit there at the end, right? And it, it's it, it's disappointing because for the most part, I was okay with what he did. Uh, like you said, you know, the flaws that we do know are typical Matthew Vaughn flaws in these movies now. Yeah. And if you can accept those, it's a really good time. It's a raucous yeah. time to go to one of these movies. <laughs> uh, and it really was until the very end there. It just felt weird that um, he just, I guess I tried to justify that he gave up. And maybe he thought that beating him up was going to like bring her back. Or that she's like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Well, like that's a risk. That's a risk you're willing to take. That's like bud. not the, that's not the no. cards to have. No, that's not the risk to take. Right. Take the risk of getting rid of Catherine O'Hara. Right. No. <laughs> that's a better risk. Not just that, not just that, but like I just didn't feel any tension from it. Like I did not yeah. think that she was going to kill him. I did not think that it that either one of them were in real danger. I thought that 
some deus ex machina would happen to save them. And guess what? Deus ex machina happened to save them. Sure. It just felt, it just felt like a really flat climax to a movie that I thought had a really good uphill climb. I did enjoy watching Samuel L. Jackson, though, back at his desk, freak out every time the percentage would go up a little bit more so and funny. then get really mad. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, funny. This so is a good funny. time. Yeah. Yep, yep, and yeah, I mean, they end up together. Uh, there's a shot that happens where like John Cena and and uh Henry Cavill and and uh Debose are are driving away in the boat, and like as the ship is exploding behind them, and literally that's in every single trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see how much in a trailer did you. At any point, hope that they would match exactly what they did and have them kiss. Because yeah! I was really wanting that. Dude, I missed like, opportunity. Feel like it was a real cowardly move to not have yeah. that be kissed. Come on. I feel like you know yeah. they would have done it. <laughs> John Cena loves being gay on camera. He said so. He, he said he thinks it's hilarious being a, a big jack guy that's gay. Like he's. It he would have been even funnier if he just like kissed him. Henry Cavill on the cheek, right? Not even like a big kiss, even, just something subtle. I was even hoping for like a like a head to tilt on his shoulder. Yeah, like it's and then especially at the end, fucking there when she's like, "Well, you know, Argyle and Wit are partners." I'm like, "You yeah. mean life partners, right?" Like, yeah, not uh, partners, and maybe that's a hint. Not like not like hetero life partners like you and I are, right? Like. Homo partners like you and Steve are. <laughs> and here's the thing. What I would have really wanted is to hear all the people complain about it after it what? comes out. And, bitch. Oh, that would that that's a good idea. The kiss that broke the internet. Yeah. <laughs> is Argyle really gay? You had him uh, sleeping with all of his hot. Listen, dick. I think he but is. Is he really gay? I think he is. Yeah, based on that boat scene, I'm pretty convinced. You could, you literally couldn't convince me otherwise. No, I'm good. I'm good. In my world, John Cena and Henry Cavill have done things. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's not your world. That's the yeah. world. That's fact. <laughs> that's, that's the planet we live on. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I had a good time with this movie. Yeah, me too. I gotta say, I didn't love it, um, but I I will say that I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the Kingsman for sure, and I probably enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the the Golden Circle. I agree with you. It's the second rated one for me. Yeah, uh, I would I would put this up there as as number two. Uh, I mean, it's gonna take something real special to do to top Kingsman, but his next movie is not going to be another spy movie. So I'm really hoping that. You know, we get this yep. Vrom out. We do that. We we get away. We maybe do one or two movies away from the Kingsman series and then come back to it. He's the kind of guy I would love to see make a like an original superhero idea. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I think it would work. Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I, do don't, it. I don't hate that idea uh, one bit. Yeah, I have my, my one last comments i think i want to make on uh, <clears throat> the villain in particular mm -hmm. i don't think i 
they tried to sell for me that he was a big deal and he would solve the problems. But I, by the time the movie was at the end, I didn't believe that. No. He fell off as the movie went, as far as strength. Well, he, came, he became more and more, I don't want to say cartoony, but yeah, he became less and less of a threat. Yeah, like Clementine was his big thing. And I'm like, okay, you're going to take that into a fight with, okay, sure. Go ahead. Try it with Clementine. <laughs> right, yeah. We'll see how good that luck. works out. I.e. <laughs> yeah, it luck. doesn't. The second he was like, yeah, you're going to need these peepers. I was like, they're going to get those peepers. <laughs> right. You're, you're, you're done. <laughs> I, I do agree with that. I will also say, however, that that did kind of signify to me that that he wasn't like the big boss and that we probably still haven't sure. met the like real bad guy of of the Argyle universe. That's a good read on it. Yeah. yeah, or at least that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> sure, that's right. a good read on it, though. Yeah, I was really hoping that after he was dealt with and they did that on the roof, um, that they would reveal that like O'Hara was or or Catherine O'Hara's character was working with somebody else, and that like she got away to you know, yeah. There was or maybe another... like the young version of her is in that mid credit scene and talking to August. Right. Yeah. Right. And actually that'd be really cool to, to like kind of show how the Kingsmen are also corrupt, which would have, you know, moved, like connected this with the original Kingsmen even more. Sure. You know? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Questions? Let's do them. I'm yeah, good. Vanilla yeah. Bear, from this movie, who would you want to see Lost in the Woods, Naked and Afraid style? Uh, a Blade Girl. And I think that's probably what I said I would say if we watched Kingsman. The Blade Girl stays capable. The same. Yeah. Very yeah. capable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I'm going to say, let's see, who do I think? Oh, I'm going to pick Brian Cranston because I want to test his goal. Yeah. Okay. Where else? Yeah. Yeah. Go from this movie. Would you want to see fight a grizzly bear? Ooh. Grizzly bear. Um. Hmm. I yeah, I would want to see probably Dua Lipa. I want to see if she's actually got the chops for a scene like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm gonna go John Cena's book <laughs> character. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. honestly, his book character just reminded me of when he was in the Marine movies. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. They're so bad, <laughs> such bad movies. I love, loved them. And finally, 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 where would you put Batista in this movie? Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I think for me, he's the head grunt. Yeah, he's got to be, right? Yeah. 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 I think the easy pick is John Cena's character, but then you're just swapping wrestler for wrestler. So that's. No, I, I agree that it's got to be the head grunt. Yeah, I think he, he'd bring a little maybe more fun to the role that yeah. that guy didn't. Like, he was a pretty lackluster character for me. Agreed. And I just think that the pe- people that he's had in the past is kind of like the henchmen. Yeah. Are more interesting. Yeah. That's all. 
Well, whenever uh, he said like, whenever he's like, I always hated your books. I was like, Ooh, well, don't you have a character? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you're bad. <laughs> and we did, we did, we missed that. Um, you know, he's at the book signing at the end. Yeah, whatever. But you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Bear, uh, how would you rate this movie on our out of eleven points? What'd you give it? Listen, I know for all the things we said. This is a ridiculous thing, yeah. but I I'm still giving it. I'm still giving it a nine. A nine. Yeah, I I really enjoyed my time. Good. With it. No, I'm happy you did. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What what what's the scores? Uh, performance. I think I gave a one in okay. that case. I think that's one of the points that go off. Uh, and would it be? I don't know where it falls in because it's it's a lot of the exposition dumps that yeah. really get me uh so that could be in direction that could be in plotting it could be in dialogue I, I don't know one of those you take one away you give two of the other ones sure um and then uniqueness i'm giving it a one because i do think compared to what we've seen from him in his other ones this adds an element of that time jump and the lost memory and relationship growth and uh, there's a lot going on in it that you can really get attached to for me so yeah I, I uh, hear what you're saying. I understand your viewpoint. Uh, I gave this a six. Sure. Um, it has a one across the board, except for uniqueness. I did not give that a point for unique. I did not find this for a Matthew Vaughn movie, especially Matthew Vaughn spy movie. This was not unique at all for me. Um, With, with two points going to direction. I thought that he directed the hell out of this movie. Yeah, really thought that he he nailed his job there. That was great action scenes, great uh, uh, uh dramatic tension, great emotional payoff. Um, but yeah, I, I really it's yeah, especially for a Matthew Vaughn flick, I kind of expected more of this. Um, I don't know. I it, he just resonates with me for some reason. I can always have a good time, and his good time right. can trick my score. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. he's exactly what i like he's a genre filmmaker working in his in his own genre and yeah. he, he makes these movies well and you know to to put it out there what i texted you after i saw it was that hollywood should thank their you know what stars that chad stahelski and he exist specifically for the action genre because i don't think you have an action drama right now without them yeah they really hopefully dev pedal breaks into that mode with his next movie maybe it's possible hey we'll see we'll see we might even talk about it the way that you can follow us is on any platform that you got us we are the forest film club we're that on social medias as well follow us on the blog spot written by vanilla bear himself opinions can be wrong link in the description below if you want to suggest a movie for us to watch, all you got to do is send it over to forestfilmclub 22 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But the number one way you can help us out is by getting other people to listen, other people to hear Vanilla Bear's beautiful voice. And math people, share with one person that doubles everybody. That's how this works. It's easy. It's beautiful. It's, it's a awesome. great thing. And we want that. We want that for you because if you have somebody who also listens, you have somebody you can talk to, you know, and say, boy, those bears have bad opinions on things. (laughs) 
And uh, we, prob- and, and we probably do, but we will always be here to share those opinions with you. And once again, you can share a movie with us, Force Film Club 22 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you there. This has been the Forest Film Club talking Argyle, Matthew Vaughn's new spy flick. So definitely go out and see it. Hey, if you don't see this, we might not get any others. And I want more. So you go out and see it. It's that easy. Uh, and if you're ready, I've got hashtag. Let's go. Hashtag Batista versus Cena. That's hashtag WrestleMania 20 fucking seven, baby. Let's go. 